Hello and welcome to Dragnet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Detective Sergeant, you're assigned a homicide detail. A small boy is reported missing from his home. His age, nine years. Foul play is suspected. Your job, find him. Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step-by-step on the side of the law through an actual case transcribed from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It was Thursday, December 22nd. It was cold in Los Angeles. We were working the night watch out of Homicide Division. My partner's Frank Smith, the boss of Thad Brown, chief detective. My name's Fred. I was on the way into work, and it was 3.55 p.m. when I got to room 42. Homicide. Hi, Joe. Frank, what's doing? Oh, nothing. Pretty quiet. How's your mother? Oh, that cold's still hanging on. Bad cough. Doc says nothing serious, though. My kid's got the same thing. Must be some kind of a virus going around. Yeah, maybe so. Did you get all the reports from that Webster case yet? Yeah. Yeah, all taken care of. I get it. Homicide, Friday. Yeah, Harry, what's doing? Doherty and I are out here on Hollis Avenue, 4656, trying to track down a nine-year-old boy. What's the story? Kid's missing, suspicion of foul play. Yeah? How long has he been gone? About two hours. Looks like a job for homicide. How do you figure? Uh, the kid was last seen playing in the backyard of his home. Yeah? We checked over the yard. Did you find anything? Bloodstains, lots of them. They look new. Frank and I left a message for Chief of Detective Thad Brown. Then we went over to the crime lab, picked up Ray Pinker, and drove out the Arroyo Seco Freeway to Hollis Avenue. It was an average neighborhood. Number 4656 was a one-story green stucco residence situated on the corner of Hollis Avenue and Harrison Drive. Beyond the backyard was a tract of undeveloped land covered with scrub oak. Harry Levinson from Highland Park Juvenile was waiting for us in front of the house. Back this way, fellas. You coming, Ray? Well, I got my bag. Who notified you the boy was missing, Harry? The mother said she went down to do some Christmas shopping about 11 this morning, left the boy home. Came back about 2 this afternoon, he was gone. What's the name? Johnstone. The kid's name is Stanley, 9 years old. Was the gate open like this when you got here? Yeah, we haven't touched a thing. There's a stain over here, Mr. Pinker, along the edge of the walk there, you see? Yeah, let me see. Quite a few stains. Looks like it might be blood. Try some benzene on Can you type the blood for us, Ray? Precipitant test won't run more than 20 minutes. 
Take three, four hours to run a blood grouping, though. Yes, 
Why are you asking about guns? Has anything happened that you're not telling me about? No, ma'am, just routine checking. We'll have to take a look at that forty-five if you don't mind. Maybe I should tell you we do have another gun in the house, but it's all wrapped up. George bought it for Stanley's Christmas present. Well, if we can look at it, please. Yes, will you have to unwrap it? I'm afraid so. I think I can reach it. You had to hide it. Let me see. Well, here's the paper it was wrapped in. Standing like the farm, it is gone. You see? Here's the gift card in the box the gun came in. The rifle. Uh huh. Could I look at the box, ma'am? Thank you. How about it, Joe? Twenty-two caliber. Thursday, December 22nd, 5.15 p.m. It was getting dark. The search for the missing boy continued. We checked the list of Stanley Johnstone's friends. None of them or their parents had any idea of his whereabouts. We talked with Levinson again. He'd been in touch with the detail combing the neighborhood, but they'd found nothing. We went down to Hollop Avenue and 10th Street, service station on the corner. You want a dime, Joe? No, I got one. You watch the chief coroner. Yeah. Besides the Martin family, knew that the boys played together. 
Mrs. Martin told us that Stephen told her that he was going out to play and he'd be home by 6 o'clock for dinner. She told us that he was an unusually prompt boy and almost never overstayed his playtime. We got a description of the Martin boy and put out a missing broadcast. We called the Johnstone family doctor. He told us that Stanley's blood was type O. At 7 p.m., we talked again with Mrs. John Martin. Are you sure Mrs. Johnson doesn't know where the boys are? She has no idea, Mrs. Martin. Oh, this is terrible. Just awful. I feel there's more to this thing, something you're not telling me. No, there's no need to upset you until we know a few more things for sure, ma'am. And you are holding something back. Well, please try not to worry, Miss Martin. There are certain questions we have to ask, routine questions in any kind of investigation. Is there anything else you want to know? Yes, ma'am. What's your boy's blood type? Funny question. Do you think anything's happened to him? Have you found him and you're not telling me? No, ma'am. We haven't found him, and we don't think anything's happened to him. His blood type, huh? Yes, ma'am. Well, I think I have it written down in Stevie's baby book. Um... Yes. Yes, here it is. The type is O. Type O, thank you. I wonder if I can use your phone. Oh, yes, of course. It's in the hall. Be right back, Frank. telephone about 15 minutes ago and said he was closing up right away. He'd be here any minute. I do wish Stevie would call or come home. It's so cold out tonight. All he had on was a thin cotton jacket. Well, try not to worry. We're doing everything we can. He'll be all right. Stevie's father's such a sensitive man. 
and the boy is so close. I know he's terribly upset. Yes, ma'am. Are you sure there's no place you might have forgotten? Some place where the boy might be? No. No place. No. If anything's happened to the boy, it'll just kill John. Mrs. Martin. Uh, you sit still. I'll get it. Thank you. He's come home. Thank God he's all right. Well, where's he been, did he tell you? No. No, he didn't. His clothes are all dirty and he's acting strange. I've never seen him like this. How do you mean, Mrs. Johnston? Well, he just came in the front door and said, Hello, Mom, and then he sat down in a chair and stared at the floor. He talked to his father and me. Mind if I talk to him? No, go ahead. I asked him about the little Martin boy. He wouldn't tell me a thing. Well, where is he now? Right over there in the living room. Oh, yeah. Yes. Son. Son, this is a police officer. He wants to talk to you. Don't be afraid, dear. He only wants to ask you some questions. Son. You see, Sergeant? Yes, ma'am. Stanley? Come on, boy, look at me. Come on, youngster, get your head up. No, that's better. You had your mother pretty worried, you know that? I wish you'd try to get him to eat a little something. You hear that, son? You want something to eat? Stanley, there's another little boy up the street who hasn't come home. You know where he is? His father and mother are worried about him, too, just like your folks were. You've got to help us find him, son. I killed him. I killed Steve with the 22. Went on and killed him, but I killed him. Well, how do you know you killed him? He's only hurt now, isn't he? No. Where have you been all this time? In the cave. Steve. 
What were you doing in there, son? I was praying. I was praying for God to make me alive again. After a thorough investigation, Frank and I were convinced that the shooting of Stephen Martin was accidental. Ray Pinker's findings substantiated the Johnstone boy's story, even to the smallest detail. We put in a call to the coroner's office and acquainted him with the facts. He designated a local mortuary to handle the body pending autopsy and granted us permission to remove the body to the Martin home. Mrs. Martin collapsed. The family doctor was called. Frank and I sat in the living room to wait for John Martin, the dead boy's father. Edith? Edith? Mr. Martin? Yes. You the police? Yes, sir. Where's Edith? Where's my wife? Has my boy come home? Well, have you found him? Yes, sir. Where is he? Steve? Stevie? Where's Steve? Stanley Johnstone. It was an accident. 
Mr. Martin, where are you going? I want to see that boy. We had no idea what the dead boy's father had in mind. We didn't feel that we should try to restrain him. We went along with him up the street to the Johnstone home. I'm Stevie's father. Where's your boy? I'm sorry. Where's your boy? He's right here. Won't you come in?